You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Mimesis, the podcast where life and art imitate each other in all sorts of twisted ways. I'm Sandra Sheriff-Zachary. And I'm Stacey Rourke. And we are your host on this adventure, the spooky adventure. (laughs) Yes, we are kicking off our seven weeks of haunted tales. We I'm so excited. (laughs) Me too. Me too. We've been watching so many scary movies at our house, like getting in the spooky season vibe, and I'm just loving it. I haven't done that yet. (laughs) We watched last night it was um Spree. Uh, I don't remember that one. Spree is relatively new. I think it was filmed in the heart of the pandemic because everything is like filmed on GoPros and phones. Oh, okay. But it's got the guy that plays Steve on Stranger Things. Okay. Basically like an Uber driver that just got decides to go on a killing spree. Uh, well, that's live, awesome. <laughs> live on social media to try to get more followers. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I wanted to see that one. It's not really scary, but there's parts of it that are, like, really funny. So so it's not like you're going to get super scared. It's just kind of a thriller no. scary. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's more funny and, you know, kind of kind of making a statement about people and how far they're willing to go just to get those likes and, that you know, oh, yeah. social media. So that's a good one. Highly recommend checking that one out. I'll definitely have to. Yes. And which one are we talking about today, Miss Sandra? Today we are doing Amityville Horror. Now, to prepare for this, did you watch (laughs) the classic or did you watch the one with Ryan Reynolds? Um, I think I've watched the first one. The 1970s one? Yeah, but I definitely remember... The Ryan Reynolds one from 2005 more. Yeah, that's that's. Okay. Yeah. OK, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to get a little pissy for a minute. OK, OK, OK. I posted on my own social media. Yeah, that I saw that. <laughs> we were watching a Halloween classic and I put the poster for the Ryan Reynolds. Um. Amityville Horror, and I had people that were jumping into my shit because I called it a classic. Right. Okay, I understand that there was another one that came before. I get that, but can we all just live and let live, people? Can we, you know, seriously? It's still a classic. It's a remake of a classic. Yes! It's the story that's the the classic. Just 
can we just be nice? Like, you don't have to intentionally say snarky things to people. Sometimes right. just be nice. Just be nice. Right. So. Like, oh, have fun. I didn't like that version, but. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I prefer this one. But, you right. know, don't attack what somebody considers a classic. Because here's another thing. How do you know that maybe that wasn't the first one I was introduced to and I fell in love with it? Right. Which, which, by the way, it was. I have not seen the original. Right. So. Just don't come. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I'm gonna go into a little bit of my research that I found, and because this kind of ties in, how many remakes of Amityville Horror do you think there are, just in film? I have no idea. I'm gonna take a guess and say nine. Twenty-eight. Holy shit! Yes, and that's just film. Twenty-eight different remakes, or some kind of like offshoot of Amityville. Okay, so. You yeah. don't know which one somebody like it's their favorite and to them it's a classic. So Exactly. Just, just, it's, like, it's like the Christmas movies. Like pick a Christmas movie. Like <laughs> Yeah. You like some like what? Polar Bear Express? Uh Polar Express. Polar Express. Elf. Yeah. Like to me, like it's always a Christmas story. That's like my Christmas classic movie. Yeah. And I particularly don't care for that exactly. one, but I don't judge you for for liking it. Just Yeah. So Just we all have nice. different opinions. <laughs> <laughs> be nice. Be nice. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. said, I did sit down and watch Amityville Horror with my teenagers. <laughs> now, keep in mind, these are the same kids that just recently watched The Shining and said it was the scariest movie they'd ever seen. Yeah. They took that back after watching this one. <laughs> um, at one point both of them got up and ran from the room (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you this one is scary they noped out in a really big way they were like nope 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 and just ran from the room uh they both did come back but elliot my oldest um there's a scene in the movie spoiler alerts for anybody that hasn't seen it where ryan reynolds gets in the bathtub and oh yeah dips his head back in the water and these arms come up from underneath him and hold him down in the bathtub. My girl got up, went in the bathroom, and threw up. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like a, I'm going to puke. She rose from the couch, quickly walked into the bathroom, and vomited. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have never been so scared I puked before. And that. Oh, poor girl. <laughs> that wasn't even like the scariest scene in the movie. No. But for some reason, I guess the idea of somebody holding her underwater like that just. Yeah. So that reminds me of the movie What Lies Beneath. <gasps> I love that movie so much. Now, that is one of my Halloween classics. I watch that every year. I love, I that, love movie. that movie. And I yes. think you introduced it to me, like it's most so things good. that you do, but. <laughs> That movie is like my absolute favorite. And, and it's not even a scary movie. No, it's a psychological thriller. Yeah. But it's so good. So, so good. good. Yeah. And also the house in that movie is gorgeous. Uh-huh. Gorgeous. Uh-huh. I want the house. Maybe yeah. not the lake that's connected to the house. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's dead people in it. But, that line yeah. from uh the haunted mansion, the Eddie Murphy haunted mansion. There's dead people in the backyard. <laughs> Honey, that look, there's dead people too. in the I backyard. I love all these movies. I know. Um, oh, I was going to say something. Now my brain blinked. 
Well, we're recording yeah. earlier than we normally do, so I think both of us, it's going to be... A lot earlier. <laughs> uh, like 12 hours earlier. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I am a night person. I am not awake yet. Yeah. Oh, speaking of being tired, I had a um, door-to-door salesman come to my door last night, despite my no soliciting signs, but whatever, came to the door trying to sell me... Um, solar panels for the the roof of my house okay and in the middle of all this he like in conversation you know he's trying to schedule the time to come out which we're not going to do but and in the middle of it he's like you don't strike me as a morning person well what the fuck does that mean (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) what does that mean you've known me for all of two seconds rude i'm gonna go ahead and take that as an insult bye, Close <laughs> bye. <the door. laughs> yeah Cerberus. oh i remember my question that i was gonna ask oh. is ellie still wanting to watch scary movies she is she is <laughs> so that didn't just like nope i'm never watching a scary movie again no and here's the really funny thing these kids because like amityville scared them pretty good yeah so the next night because seriously, we've been watching scary movies like every night. Yeah. Um, The next night, Madeline, my youngest, she was like, Mom, I need kind of a palate cleanser after Amityville. Can we watch something less scary or something not scary? That's what she said. Can we watch something not scary like Bates Motel? <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. You would rather watch the series about the the young man spiraling into insanity? Yes, we can for sure watch that instead. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait. Are we doing that one on the spooky season? Bates Motel? Yeah. Um, Possibly. Yes, we are because it's... All right, I'm just going to put this out there. I'm going to do an episode that's going to tie in Psycho Bates Motel and Silence of the Lambs and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So Silence of the Lambs? Yes. The way I'm going to tie it in together, there is a mimesis that connects all four of those things. So that's going to be in one episode. That's a lot. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) That one scared me. And I think it's more that Yeah, I think it's more that it scared me because... I was really little and my parents were watching it and they're like, no, 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 go. You can't watch this. And so then I've always been like apprehensive to watch it. Yeah. Cause what is it that <laughs> they didn't want you to see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. It's yeah. that one's a psychological thriller too, that I really like yeah, psychological thrillers. I mean, we'll talk about it later. I'll have all my questions then. <laughs> I'll formulate more. <laughs> all right. So should we dig right. into today's topic? Yes. So Amityville Horror. I don't remember what it starts with because I did not go back and watch it. <laughs> uh, it starts with the um, news footage of the young the man killing his entire family. Okay. Well, that's yeah. what I thought, but like. Well, I just watched remember. it. So if you want me to. <laughs> that's where it starts. It yeah. starts with the murders. Okay. Uh, side note, I talked about the house and what lies beneath being very pretty. The Amityville house is lovely. It is. It's a gorgeous house. It's yeah. too bad that it's haunted. It's all shit. Right. We'll all get right. to that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. So 3.15 a.m. on November 13th, 1974, Ronald Defoe Jr. murdered his entire family at the house of 412 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York, which is on Long Island. Okay. Um, it. I had to look up a map because I'm like, where does this fall? <laughs> like, I understand Long Island, but like, where is this? Where is so, it? Yeah. Where is it? So, um, it's to the west. Okay. East to the east of like Brooklyn and everything down Long Island. And it's right on the water there. We'll post a map. Okay. It's right on the water. Yeah. So he claimed that he was p- persuaded to kill them by voices he heard in the house. Mm-hmm. So. Which we'll discuss later if that's we a will possibility. Discuss <laughs> yep. So, again, this is the movie part of it because obviously they kept the names the same. Yeah. <laughs> throughout the whole thing. So one year They're later. like, everybody knows. We might as well just use the same names. Right. Right. So a year later, I guess it's a little over a year because it was in December. Um, a married couple, George Lutz, who was played by Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Who got all kinds of jacked up for this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love him. <laughs> and then um, Kathy Lutz, played by Melissa George. They move into the house along with Kathy's three children from a previous marriage. Yep. Billy, Michael, and Chelsea. The family soon begin experiencing paranormal events in the house. I think it was only like 28 days that they lived in the house. So shit got real really quick. Real quick. It was like, move in. Bam, we're going to start the paranormal. <laughs> well, if you and there's a scene in the movie where the realtor is walking them through and yeah. um, the wife lets out like a little like a happy scream. But the realtor like comes running and she has this look on her face that she's like, what did you see? And then she's like, oh, it's a happy scream. OK, we're good. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a creepy house. It is. <laughs> But it wanted to lure them in, so they didn't yeah. want to give it just that just yet. Not yet. No, 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 no. Get them settled. And they got a steal of a deal. Steal. Did they really? Yeah. $80,000 for that big giant house. On a lake? On a lake. Wow. Yeah. Even in the 70s, that's amazing. Yeah. In today's market, you could not find that unless the house is like on fire and then there's still going to be a bidding war. <laughs> No, I'm saying like if it was haunted, yeah, no, that people would be like jumping. Here's millions of dollars for it mm-hmm. right now because they just everybody wants that. But with the paranormal experiences, Chelsea claims that she has befriended a girl named Jody who belongs to the murdered Defoe ch- child. And how would there's there's no way that little girl would know that name? No, no, not at all. Unless That's it was crazy. just a pure coincidence, but like. And we're throwing in ghost kids. <laughs> yes. And it all comes back to fucking ghost kids. <laughs> Those damn ghost kids. And that little that ghost girl in that movie is freaking terrifying. Ryan, like, mm. they want to portray that she's not this mean, spirited child. But yeah, she's creepy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't care. A ghost kid. Right. Okay. So one night, the couple decides to go out and they hire a babysitter. When the babysitter, Lisa, arrives, 
they come to find out that she had previously been hired by the Defoe's to watch the, those kids. Mm. Lisa tells them about the murders. And when she goes to Chelsea's room, Chelsea tells her that she is a bad babysitter, claiming Jody told her. Oh. <laughs> so Lisa begins to scold Jody for being the reason behind getting her fired. She says she's oh. yelling <laughs> at thin air. <laughs> well, so so you're nuts. Okay. Uh huh. Billy dares Lisa to go inside the closet, the same closet where Jody was murdered, and she gets locked inside. Oh, see, that's an actual scene from the movie too. So yeah, that that's, that's a real. No, thing. that's what I'm saying. This is all the movie. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying yeah. this was all stuff that like. Really no, happened. this is the movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. She goes into shock, and the paramedics arrive, taking her away, and Lisa tells Kathy that she has seen Jody. Okay. Yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah. Um, Georgia's behavior towards Kathy and her children becomes abusive, and the paranormal activity continues. Um, spoiler and, like, trigger warning, he kills the dog, and I hated that. Yeah, that's that's the scene that both of my kids left the room. They were like, nope, 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 nope. Leave the yeah. puppy alone. Right. Like, it's <laughs> it's one thing to, like, murder people, but once the animals <laughs> get in, I'm like, you assholes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, hate I don't it. know why we, we think like that, but yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I think it's because when it's kids getting murdered, there's an innocence there that nobody likes. It's yeah. like an animal because they're innocent. Yeah. Or it's a grown up. You're like, you kind of victim shame. And that's not okay. Yeah, we do all the time. That reminds me of that case that's in the news right now about the woman that was out jogging the teacher. at 430. Yeah. And like I saw somebody post today that they were like, mm -hmm. stop blaming her for running at 430 in the morning. Stop. Right. Stop blaming her for that. She should be able to run anytime she Absolutely. wants. Absolutely. Absolutely. So stop fucking victim shaming. Mm -hmm. And that's what so we all need to. I just to. hit my mic. Sorry. <laughs> we all need to stop that. Oh, completely. Stop completely. victim shaming. Okay. So Kathy asked the priest, Father Calloway, to bless the house to pro as a protective measure to prevent any future paranormal activities. Father Calloway flees the house when he encounters such occurrences himself. Kathy discovers that the house once belonged to a cult preacher named Reverend Jeremiah Ketchum. 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 Kill him. Ketchum. Kill him. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> you don't. Oh, you don't remember that part of the movie? They rearranged the kitchen magnets to say Ketchum. Kill him. That's but it was right. Ketchum spelled differently. Yeah. That, yeah. And then they chant that through the eerie parts. That's right. Yep. That's where it was like, maybe I blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very happy to bring that back for you. You're welcome. So, Jeremiah, catch them. Catch them. Almost. It's spelled so different. It is. It it's K E T C H A M. Yeah. Um, I'm dying to know how much of this is like based in lore. So, oh, yeah, we'll get to it. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, um, whose evil actions towards Native Americans during his mission in the 17th century, Amityville, 
are said to call like what caused the haunting he tortured him yeah so as george is walking through the basement he encounters the apparitions of the native americans who were tortured and killed centuries ago entering a dimly lit room george encounters kitchen himself though he is not aware of who he is and the ghostly figure of the evil missionary turns around picks up a knife and slits its throat recreating Spraying his suicide blood all over him yeah it's gross it is kathy becomes convinced that george's abusive behavior is owned is owed to a spiritual possession following urgent advice from father calloway kathy tries to evacuate her children from the house and escorts them to safety but the possessed george attempts to kill them yep Mm -hmm. and then that's when they go on like the roof and yeah 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 and he was like, here's the thing, okay? Like, he's spent all of this time trying to kill them. And then, you know, they, they knock him down. They tie him up. They get him in the boat. And, like, then they live happily ever after. Like, aren't you forever going to be, like, dude? Traumatized? Yeah. Like, is he going <laughs> to do this again? Like, yeah. No, yeah. no. It was just real estate. That's why he was acting that way. Yeah. I don't think so. George was released from the spirit's control and the family permanently leaves the house. It was 28 days of arriving and then they never returned. Jody, at the end of the movie, is shown standing in the now empty house and screaming in terror while the house rearranges itself back to its original state before the family's arrival. That's creepy. Like, to know (laughs) that the house is, like, alive and now it's going to, like, lure in the next people. Yep, setting it up for the next ones. No, no. (laughs) It makes me think of uh, Murder House in American Horror Story. Which one? uh, Murder House, season one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love that one. Everybody who dies there is trapped there. Yes. It also makes me think of um, Rose Red. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. I love that series. I loved it. I want to freaking binge it. Yeah, I haven't watched it in so long, but um, I read the Stephen King book first. Okay, I never read the book. It's um, the Diary of Ellen Primoire. I'm trailing off because I don't remember exactly what the last name was. But it's really good. It's it's a short read for King. He doesn't normally do little short books like that, but Rimbauer. See, I was on the right track. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rimbauer. Yes. It's really good. But yes, it reminds me of Rose Red. Yes. That's because it, that house moves and like moves yes. rooms. and Which um, was inspired by the Winchester Mansion. Okay. The woman that owns the Winchester Mansion saw a psychic at some point in her life and the psychic told her that no harm would come to her and she would live a long healthy life as long as the house was under construction so she just continued to build so like if you go into this house there's stairways that lead to nothing and um 
oh, there's wow. like hallways that shrink down to nothing that you know it's just an optical illusion it's it's somewhere you can actually go and tour but oh well, that's awesome yeah that's that's a yeah. real that that was his inspiration for it well that's cool look at that little side mimesis <laughs> yeah okay so now to real life events bring it on november 13th 1974 Ronald Defoe Jr. shot and killed six members of his family at 108 Ocean Avenue. So they okay. changed the address. And okay. for the movie, the reason why they did that is they didn't want people just showing up at that location. That's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. Because they even changed the 108 at Ocean Avenue as well because people were still going to Amityville. Like, to go look at this. And it's Six private people property. So yeah. 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 Stay away. So he shot them, right? Shot. Yes. Yeah. Shot and killed. Six of his family. Dad, mom, sisters and brothers. They were all in their beds though, right? Jody wasn't actually in their closet. I did not see that. I think that's so. I started there's a documentary and that I started watching about it. But then yeah. I didn't want to have too much information on this going in. I wanted it to be new and fresh. So as much yeah. as I heard was they were in their beds. So yeah. anyway. So this was a large Dutch colonial house situated in a suburban neighborhood in Amityville on the south shore of Longwood Island. Longwood? <laughs> I, I want to come down to Florida so bad. <laughs> Long Island. Longwood is not an island, honey. No. No, it's not. He was convicted of second-degree murder in 1975 and sentenced to six terms, 150 years in prison. Wow. Yeah. He died so in custody. See. What does that break down to? 150 divided by six. How many did he get? It's, 25, it's six terms of 25 years to life. Good. Good. And he died? He died in prison. March... 2021 oh so he was in prison for a long time a long time i mean he wasn't getting out no not no, no 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 not but, at all you know you want them in there long enough to really think about what they did yes yeah and he really did claim he heard voices or he claimed insanity didn't he he tried to yeah i'll yeah. get into that later because there's okay. quite a bit okay um in December 1975, George and Kathy and their three children moved into the house. And after 28 days, the Lutz fled. So that was all true. Okay. The father, the priest, didn't actually go. He didn't go to the house? To the house. No. There was a lawsuit. And during the course of the lawsuit surrounding the case in the late 1970s, so it was like probably 77, 78 around there. Okay. Father Cario? stated in an affidavit that his only contact with the Lutzes concerning the matter had been by telephone. Okay. Other accounts say that the father did visit the house, but experienced nothing unusual there. In 1979, Father Picaro, appearing in silhouette, described his experience while blessing the Amityville house during an interview for the television series In Search Of. In their interview, he makes it clear that he did, in fact, enter the home and that he was slapped by an invisible force and told to get out by a disembodied voice. How did his story change so much? 
Exactly. His story changed so much that he, no, he had never been there, that he only talked to him on the phone. But then now he has gone back and then, yes, there was something that happened. That's weird. I wonder mm -hmm. why he changed his story. Money? Well, probably they offered him money to say. Mm -hmm. Because after this happened, after the murders and um, George and Kathy Lutz, so that was in 76, because it was 28 days from when they got it. So it like happened through the course of like into 76, because it was like that December, January time frame. Okay. Jay, Jay Anson published Amityville Horror in 1977. Oh, okay. Do you wow, know what day it came out? September 13th. 1977. <gasps> I love that so much. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> That's my birthday for those listening. <laughs> That's so cool. And yes. this show is going to be, this is going to be uh, posted the 12th, isn't it? Yep. So right on the 40 anniversary <laughs> of the book. The book. Yep. That's so cool. I love that. Where was I going with that? I don't know. It's just a cool piece of trivia. Did the Lutz family ever say like what they saw in that house? I'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no know, one can see the side eye that she just gave me. <laughs> Shut up and stop rushing me. I can't remember what I said. I was going somewhere with the whole 1979. The book came out in 77. So. So maybe somebody whatever. trying to promote the book. Got yes, the... that's that's why, like, I think it was for money in 79 when he did that. It might have been. Yeah. We'll make a big donation to the church if you uh, say you saw something. Yeah. So there were claims of physical damage to the locked doors windows of the house, but that was rejected by Jim and Barbara. I'm not even going to try their last name. Who bought the house. For $55,000 oh. in March of 1977. Wow. That's equivalent to $246,000 in 2021. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's that a big, giant house steal. for $55,000. Wow. Yeah. Nope. So Barbara argued that they appeared to be original items and that they had not been repaired. Jim and Barbara also said that the red room was a small closet in the basement and would have been known to the previous owners of the house, the Lutzes, because it was not concealed in any way. Okay. The claim made in chapter 11 of the book that the house was built on a site where the local Shinnecock Indians had once abandoned the mentally ill and the dying was rejected by the local Native American leaders. Okay. So there was no... There's no torture of Native no torture. Americans. And, okay. it, that, yeah, that was not. So the Ketchum guy wasn't real? No, okay. not at all. All right. <laughs> yep. The claim of Kathy and John that they saw cloven hoofs on January 1st, 1976, was re rejected as well by Rick Morin and Peter Jordan, who investigation revealed that there was no snowfall. On the date that they say they saw this, that there was Correct. no 
Okay. No snowfall. So their stories are unraveling. It sounds like it. (laughs) The neighbors also reported nothing unusual during the time that the Lutzes lived there. And police officers are shown visiting the house in the book and in the film. But records show that the Lutzes never called the police while they were living there. So like the incident with the babysitter? Nope. Okay. Nope. And there was no bar in Amityville called the Witch's Brew either. Well, that's just unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah. Critics pointed out that changes are made from book to book with every repent. So like some of it was like the car was this color. No, the car is this color. Like things were changed. Yeah. Yeah. So... Another real fact is in May 1977, George and Kathy filed a lawsuit against William Weber, the defense lawyer. Who's defense lawyer? For Ronald Defoe Jr. Really? Yes. And Paul Hoffman, a writer working on the account of the hauntings, Bernard Burton and Frederick Mars, both alleged clairvoyants who had experienced, who had examined the house. Along with Good Housekeeping Magazine, the New York Sunday News, and the Hearst Corporation. I don't know who that was. Uh, William Hearst was a big media guy. Oh, okay. So they were suing all these people. They alleged that the misappropriation of the names, invasion of privacy, and mental distress. The claims against the news corporations were dropped, and the remainder of the lawsuit was heard by Brooklyn U.S. District Court Judge B. Weinstein. Jack B. Weinston. In September of 1979, Judge Weinston dismissed the Klutz's claims. So hmm. they were getting nothing. <laughs> so they were trying um, to say that after what they went through, all of these people were smearing their names and everyone was like, no, no. Yeah. Yep. No, because you made a, a big pub- public spectacle about it and everyone right. was trying to clear up what you said. Right. So okay. in September 17, 1979, Issues of People magazine, Weber wrote, I know this book is a hoax. We created this horror story over many bottles of wine. <gasps> ah. So this refers to a meeting that Weber is said to have had with George and Kathy Lutz, during which they discussed what would later become the outline of Anson's book. Oh, my gosh. Did they get a cut of the money from the book? I don't know for sure. I tried digging to find that out, but I could not find anything like that. But that makes me think, yes. Yeah. It sounds like it. That they tried to take what happened to them to the murder, turn it to like the 28 days for them that they dealt with all this stuff to make money off of it. Like, watch this. Ugh. Yeah. So now it doesn't make the movie as scary to me, like reading no. all of this. No, knowing it doesn't. that it was a hoax. Why did they leave the house? Did they just decide they didn't want to live there? Were they having marital problems? Like, why abandon that house in the first place? Oh, I'm pretty sure they did get divorced. So there was something going on. So maybe he was an abusive asshole. And- maybe. But they tried to spin it so that way they both could get money. Maybe they couldn't afford the $55,000 or however much they got the house for. 
Yeah, maybe. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, That's a bummer. (laughs) Yeah. George Lutz, however, does maintain that the events in the book were mostly true. Okay. Meaning he actually did lose his temper and become an asshole. Yeah. So in June of 1979, George and Kathy took polygraph tests relating to their experiences at the house. The polygraph tests were performed by Chris and Michael, who at the time were reportedly among the top five polygraphed experts in America. The results in Rice's opinion did not indicate lying. Okay, but that doesn't mean that what the story they told is what. Exactly. Because you can word things. Yep. In a way that, (laughs) you know. You really, truly believe that you're right. Yeah. And if you really, truly believe that you're right, it won't show that you're lying. Yeah. Especially the way that you ask questions. Because, like, if you say something like, do you believe there's ghosts in the house? Right. Yeah. Right. There's six people tied there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's uh-huh. not the same thing as, did you see ghosts in the house? Right. So, I don't know. I don't know either. It seems like, fishy Still, to the me. movie, the way that they made the movie, it's scary. <laughs> so. Oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> that one scene where um, the little girl is on the roof because Jody told her to go up there and they come yeah. home and she's right on the peak of the roof. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, no. No, no. After that scene, you know, I'm watching it with my kids and um, Ryan Reynolds comes in the in the room during that scene. And uh, both of my kids were like, be nice, be nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> that little girl was so scared and they did not want him yelling at her. Yeah. He did such an amazing job. He with did. That. Like acting. There is a part that he decided before the movie, Ryan Reynolds chose not to become close with his on-screen children. He was not mean or rude to them, just very distant. So distant, in fact, that the children actually asked those on set, Ryan doesn't like us. (laughs) Ryan said that he did not want to fall in love with the kids. (laughs) He did it so that when George Lutz started changing he would have no trouble easing into the verbal and physical abuse yeah it would be too hard yeah okay that reminds me of um in the latest season of stranger things the actor that plays vecna jamie campbell bauer yeah apparently the first time that he did a scene with millie bobby brown he came out you know in character in costume and it scared her so bad that she just started sobbing oh wow and he was trying to comfort her, but, it, you know, <laughs> looking at him like that scared her so badly that apparently... But you want that reaction. Yeah. Um, he got close enough to her that she could sell, smell cigarette smoke on him. And then she could put it together. She connected that this was okay. Jamie in there. and But I'm sure for Ryan, it was probably something similar is that he didn't want to be in the middle of a scene and have to break character and soothe these kids that he he loved you know so it was right. like let's just keep the the curtain up there for now 
Right. And then probably after he was like, okay, I'm so sorry about all of this. Exactly. Like, Group hug. <laughs> trying to just be in character so that we get your real reaction. Yeah. Because that's that's a lot of it. That's where most of the like the funny stuff, like friends when Ross and Ben throw the thing oh, off the of the dummy the down stairs, the stairs. <laughs> get Rachel's real reaction of her screaming, thinking that they fell. Yeah. 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 But that's that's like what method acting we've talked about that before like you yeah. get the real result and it works beautifully on the camera yeah so you know it it worked yeah it worked that he did it this way yeah i don't know if he's done another role similar to this i know he did blade three um but i can't think of another role similar to this that he's done ryan reynolds yeah no no, I can't think of any. Most of them are like funny comedy. Yeah. Like Deadpool. <laughs> oh my gosh. Love Deadpool. It's so funny. Yeah. I well, I don't know how non-comedy he's in a new one. Um, he's gonna be Ebenezer Scrooge. Well, really? Steve. Yeah. So I don't know how funny they're gonna go with it or how serious they're gonna go with it. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. And I heard that there were talks about him and Jason Bateman. Is that right? James Bateman? Doing uh, I know Clue? there's a Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Yeah. Doing what? Clue. No, don't remake Clue. <laughs> I, no. I knew you would either be like excited or like absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's kind of like when people have tried to redo the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You can't. There's only one. No. It's just not good. Yeah, just you can't leave do that. it alone. the The cast of Clue was so perfect, and it was just so well done. You can't. You can't. You can't do it. No. Not at all. Yeah. No. Back to Amityville. Um, in October twenty twenty twenty, I can't talk. <laughs> Back to Amityville. In October of two thousand, the History Channel broadcasted Amityville: The Haunting in Amityville Horror or Hoax. And did they reveal it to be a hoax? It doesn't say. It was just a two-part documentary. So we need to watch that documentary. and We do. Yeah. Yeah. And the debate just continues of if the horror is real or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we know six people died there. Right. So there could be some lingering energy there. Yeah. Well, James and Barbara lived there for 10 years. They bought the house in 1977, and nothing weird ever happened. Oh, well, see, now that just... Okay, but here's the thing. Because remember, we had a listener that wrote in about the fact that there were spirits in their house, but they meant no harm. Yeah. So here, I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a little bit. What if George Lutz really was an asshole and abusive? Right. And, you know, there's there's a family that died there, a, a dad, a wife, their kids. 
And maybe the reason they saw some paranormal activity was because they were trying to save the other, the wife and the kids from going through what they went through by their son killing them. Yeah. So, and then the next people that moved in were good people and the spirits were just like, okay, this is, this is good. We're good. Yep. So they said, um, Barbara's, um, quote a comment says nothing weird ever happened except for people coming by because of the books in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I did again, see that they, that someone, I don't know who along history, but they did a little bit of um, work on the exterior of the house. So those yes. windows that were very yes recognizable, they took those out. Yep. Yep. So the house known as 112 Ocean Avenue still exists, but it has been renovated and the address is changed. Um, and the red room is not red anymore in order to <laughs> discourage sightseers from visiting. The quarter round windows have been removed and the house today looks considerably different from its depiction in the films. I think that's for good reason. Yes. And the house in Tom's River, used as the location for the first three films, has also been modified for the same reason. To keep people away from it. Yep. And then the house that was used in the 2005 film versions was renamed for 12 Ocean Avenue. Um, The 2005 film remake, also the basement of the Let's' home was built in 1692. <laughs> but the 112 Ocean Avenue, also known as High Hopes, was built around 1924 for John and Cynthia Monan. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think we kind of debunked this one. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. A little bit. Yeah. But we know there was a crime there, so there is there's a true crime element. But it sounds mostly like the family that moved in after that decided to cash in on that. Right. I think so. Especially if they really did have that meeting to make the book. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, what's the best way for us to get the most money? Yep. Because there are 28 films. 28 films now. All ranging from 1979 to 2021 wow (laughs) that's a lot you know what else is funny is um amityville is the same name of the city used in jaws so if there really was a house this haunted in the same city that was terrorized by (laughs) great white sharks like (laughs) maybe stop moving there (laughs) y'all Right, right. Um, Another trivia that I found, which is kind of creepy, but just before shooting began in 2005 or 2004, whenever they made the movie, a body of a fisherman who had been murdered washed up on the bank of the river right near the main house. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) So production got shut down for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, look, a body. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's always a good sign to see before filming. Mm-hmm. But still, I think other than the crime that happened there, it this one sounds like yeah, not accurate. Yeah. Well, there's one more trivia that 
I find interesting too. Well, that? that I kind of laugh. When Ryan Reynolds' character breaks through the wall into Kitchum's evil sanctuary and starts to see the ghost, one of the entities resembles Gollum Smeagol from The yes. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> He's even crouching very like Gollum in a cell, complete with a few strands of hair and blue eyes and a loincloth. <laughs> Did they do that on purpose? Probably. <laughs> Like, that makes me laugh, and especially because now that the new Lord of the Rings, um, I'm going to get in trouble if I do not say this correctly, because I texted it to Nicole, and she's like, Sandra, it's not that. I wouldn't yell at you, because I don't know what it is. The Rings of Power. Rings the Lord of, power. of the Rings, the Rings of Power. That just started hearing. Yes. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are into that, so. Yeah. I like Lord of Rings a lot. Not as much as they do. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the movies. They, I don't right. want to say anything at all bad because I know that the, the those fans are ravenous and they will come for you. Oh, I'm not going to say anything bad. I'm just saying about the fans. If you don't get it right, they're after you and right exactly. on Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I, I'm, I'm not going to offer any opinions on anything Lord of the Rings because <laughs> I don't want. Except for the movies and... were really good. But then we can't even say that because... <laughs> What if somebody doesn't agree and the books were better? I know. Just everybody be nice. <laughs> right. Right. No. So, yeah. Although Lord so, of the Rings fans are not as bad as Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans. Oh yeah. Bad, man. They're bad. Yeah. Thankfully, your husband and my husband being Star Wars fans, they're not as bad. But I know like any casting decisions, anything that the Star Wars fans just tear it apart. All the time. Yeah. And it differs between every single freaking fan. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. My husband is just happy for new Star Wars content. He, he uh, So is mine. He yeah. won't even criticize. He's just like, yes, thank you. More please. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. He's like so giddy. He's like, are you ready to watch the new one that's coming out? And I'm like, I don't know what this one is about. <laughs> Give me a when is Obi-Wan coming back or Ahsoka? Right. Those are the ones I want. Right. So Amityville Horror. I That's don't it. think it actually happened. It's just Amityville. Mm -hmm. yep. Amityville uh, I mean, a bad so thing horrible. did happen. The murder happened. Yes. But I don't think the paranormal the activity afterwards happened. So It doesn't sound like it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, next week, I'm still trying to decide which one of mine I'm going to do for next week. Because I have, so it'll I be have a surprise. Three. So, I so know, I just we'll need see. to watch all three of those movies. Oh, I'll give you. I'll I'll have an idea by the end of the day, and I'll I'll okay. tell you which one you need to watch. Okay. I might go um, because the one is going to be quite complex. Because, like I said, there's four different movies involved. Yeah. So, um, you know what? I'm just going to say it right now. I think next week we're going to do Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's body. I've never seen that. Yep. Okay. Michael Fox. That's that's okay. the one I want you to watch, and that's the one that we're gonna discuss in our next episode because there okay. is a mimesis to that movie that a lot of people don't realize. I'm and I excited. will tell you that it's gonna get me up in arms a little bit too. So okay. <laughs> yeah. I will watch it and be ready for our next episode. Yep. Don't look into the background at all because I want you to I be won't. surprised. I'll just watch the movie. All right. Sounds good. All right. <laughs>
All right. I think that's it for today. Yeah. So until next time. Bye. bye.